electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber has the morning off. Stocks do look to add to losses after that worst decline in nearly a month. We've got retail earnings rolling on from Target Lowe's TJX. And we'll learn a lot more today from the FOMC minutes and a White House briefing on boosters, breakthroughs, and COVID response. Our roadmap begins with the retail rollout, though. Target and Lowe's with results. We've got the numbers. Plus, Fraud, hype, noise, and confusion. Why one Fed official is slamming the crypto market. And Apple near an all-time high after recapturing that $2.5 trillion valuation. Retail, though, definitely the name of the game this morning. Uh, let's want to talk lows, I guess, to begin with, because we did see some interesting numbers relative to Depot. Right. Uh, yeah, I have Marvin Ellison on tonight on Mad Money, and I think he's doing an exceptional job. He's the CEO. And uh, he was helped by how bad, badly uh, his stock was hit off of Home Depot. But he gross margins hit consensus. That was really terrific. Uh, good pro strength. But he also had, to me, the regular consumer did well. If, if you go between the lines yesterday, I, I would have written uh, Home Depot's release differently. Uh, they made it seem like that what's happened is, is that the consumer is cooled. Uh, and not shopping anymore on weekends because of travel and entertainment. And then we know that travel and entertainment is being hurt by Delta. So suddenly it's circular reasoning. We think, wait a second, maybe the consumer's not going to do anything. I'm not buying that. And we're gonna, but that will be the narrative today because housing starts are not good. Yesterday we heard that retail sales aren't that good. We also heard inclination that auto's not that good. I cannot prove that auto's not that good at all. I think that that's going to be a wrong, wrong narrative. But when you read what Marvin did, you kind of feel like, well, wait a second. Business is pretty darn good, but the stocks, they've run so much. And low stock would probably be flat to down if it weren't for the fact that it was um, really crushed yesterday. By home yeah. Uh, on a two-year stack, they're doing 30% versus <laughs> Depot 29. Right. So this is the beginning of what I've been waiting for with Marvin. I think that Ellison always, from the day he took it, would get it to where... It is comparable, if not better, than, than Home Depot. Now, Home Depot owns the pro market. Uh, I think Marvin is, going, is making inroads in the pro market, and a lot of it has to do with the stores themselves, which are much better looking. Uh, but you know what we're forgetting, Carl? The star of the show is Walmart. Still. <laughs> I mean, wait, I've got how many different I've got, I've got so many different people who are saying I've got better than expected, better than expected, better than expected. I mean, I, I was texting uh, an associate I have at Walmart to say, we, put Doug out. I mean, Doug, Doug did great. Now, Walmart's bigger than all these guys. Now, <laughs> Home Depot did do $40 million, and it was the first time he did $40 million. But can we just pull back for a second and say, you know, when you shop at Walmart, you're still shopping. Oh, yeah. I mean, the retailer is maybe they're uh, a lower end customer. All I can tell you is, is that uh, Walmart's numbers were so extraordinary. Lowe's on a two year stack were great. Home Depot says that there's more pro than consumer. I listened to Brian Cornell today. Now, Brian Cornell, did he do every number? No. 
But if you listen to Brian Cornell, I think we've all been accustomed to Brian Cornell saying when things are not great, they're not great. Uh, he certainly didn't say that. When, when he started talking, the stock was down nine. When he finished talking, the stock was down six. And then when people reflected on squawk, the stock was down four. Uh, does that mean it's necessarily going to be up? No. But the cataclysm of retail, because of a broader number that we've got yesterday on retail and a number on housing starts, I'm not buying. I'm just not buying it. I will not say that suddenly J-PAL should be talking about cutting. Uh, it was definitely the theme for Cornell. He used the term resilient a lot, talking about yes. the consumer and whether or not they've been buffeted by the Delta variant. Take a listen to what Cornell told the guys on Squawk this morning. I just threw a list of worries that the market focuses on every day, everything from COVID to inflation to labor shortages. Uh, is there anything you worry about? Because you don't seem yeah. particularly concerned about yeah. any of those. Becky, right? I worry about all those. Yeah. So, you know, I wake up every day with a list of worries and I worry about covid I mean, we put together a task force all the way back in January of 2020. We meet almost every day to talk about what's happening with COVID state by state and across the globe. You know, I meet with our team to make sure that we're getting you know, the right value embedded in our offering. We worry about all these variables, but I feel really good about our strategy, the capabilities we have in place, and the experience of our team. And I think that gives me great confidence that we'll continue to perform well through the balance of this year and into next year. So traffic up 13, in-store comps up nine on a tough comp. Yes. Um, it sort of reminds me of what some said about yesterday's retail sales print, and that was it's not about Delta, right? It might have been right. about auto shortages, right. Prime Day being the prior month, right. non-store down three. Right. Maybe right. This, maybe the consumer's not too worried. Management points to robust second half outlook. That's what I want to see from Brian. Now, it, this is what's going to happen. Target will open down five and the headline will be target sales. OK, Cornell petrified about covid because he mentioned war, used the word worried four times there. And I think that the real headline is uh, target consistent. if a little bit, if not a little bit better. Uh, and shift is doing well. By the way, you know, Walmart, to, just to revert to Walmart for a second, Walmart, uh, their online was supposed to be bad. And it was great. Well, where's that story? So, I mean, we, I want to come back all the way and say maybe it's only Home Depot. There's Watch, by the way. Maybe it's only Home Depot that was the outlier, and that stock was up from 150 to 330. Uh, and Amazon being down for the year is starting to petrify people. Yeah. There's talk of a, a double top on HD, uh, some chumps some yes. chartists today. The, the one wrinkle on Target may have been the, the guide on upper margin, uh, at least eight, streets at eight, two. And maybe some of these supply chain costs are catching up, right? Yeah, but he talked about how he's having no problem whatsoever getting inventory. He was talking about having a couple billion dollars in inventory. He's talking about having a season, with, you know, Halloween. He's talking about the old fun target. So, I mean, but this is both, both Target and Lowe's have good outcome given lowered expectations. And people are willing to buy Lowe's off of that, and they're selling Target off of that. And I think that I am not going to predict that Target is going to rally today because it's obvious that the, you know, the, this is something that people are going to say, I'm going to ring the register on. Sure. Maybe I switch to Walmart, which is only up 4% for the year. Wow. I mean, you know, that's, you know, this is like when you look at some of these stocks and you say, okay, so Target's, Target's up 44%. Walmart's up 4%. Right. You know, hey, maybe Target, you know, it's, so people are looking at it relatively and they're saying, well, Walmart, Doug McMillan, Doug McMillan, I got to get down there. I've been fo- following a lot of quarters this year. 
And you want to, Doug McMillan should have been, we crushed everyone. But no, he doesn't do that. Instead, he, he comes back with a, you know, we're, we're doing well. <laughs> His so humility true. does not serve him well four times a year. Uh, and I, I have to laugh because all the people in retail are like, I mean, Craig Manier was like, well, we, we enter as a halting. There's a moment, well, we, uh, the consumer, uh, maybe rethink it. Jeez. I don't want to hear that the, from anyone at Home Depot that the consumer's traveling and entertaining. I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm willing to have it from RH, the old restoration heart, because he has entertainment. Yes. But I don't want to hear. I mean, I wish Craig had deleted that and just said, I think the consumer is doing this and the pro is doing that. I've been parsing calls. You don't want to hear from him that the consumer's doing travel and entertainment and then from from Gary Kelly that the consumer's not traveling. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, just to throw TJX in there quickly. Uh, it was Fabulous. a Comps now, open store comps tracking up mid-teens, prior quarter up 20. Does that mean maybe we're getting some moderation in the in-store traffic? I don't know. I mean, they they have a nose. I took the words down because it was so important. And this is what I wanted, by the way, for Craig Manier. And I wanted this by Doug McPhil at Walmart. They say the performance of our home businesses across all of our divisions continue to be phenomenal. I want the word phenomenal use when it comes to uh, Home Depot at Walmart. And they didn't give it to me either. But this TJX is basically with comps up 20 percent on the stores uh, that are open. You got I mean, I went to the TJX down here recently and it's packed. You know, it's anecdotal. But can we just come to a conclusion that retail's pretty good? Yeah, at least apparel. Right. Apparently, you know, they're talking about apparel TJX is content trend, trends up. Uh, Target sounded like apparel's great. Uh, I would love to hear from Best Buy, which I think is actually having a fairly good quarter. But I do think in the end, I look at these stocks. I'm going to compare these versus the drug stocks. Everyone likes the drug stocks now. And you see J&J. I mean, Walgreens pulls the darn vaccine and the stock goes up for it. Well, that's not because of that. Right. People want those group, that group because it's, it's cheaper and it was put down by fears that, uh, that Biden is going to go after drugs. That's not happened. People don't want this group, I think, to some degree because it's like, can I have something that's not up 44% sure. per year? Yeah. Brian Cornell is fighting his own success. That's, that's a good point. And speaking of, uh, of the virus, at least, the White House is expected to officially call for a third vaccine shot for Americans who were fully vaccinated with Pfizer or Moderna. Or, or Moderna as the U.S. reported more than 1,000 COVID-19 deaths yesterday. Um, so this is going to get interesting. We're, we'll find out what exactly is interesting about eight months on the booster, and whether or not these uh, breakthroughs, especially in nursing homes, as Dr. Gottlieb well, said today, you know, uh, are key. I'll give you one thing about the eight months. You know, I, I went out to a, what I thought was a very nice restaurant yesterday, one of my absolute favorites where they know me, and I had to produce my New York State wallet. This is your, in this state, we have this, and it expired. It expired. Because you, you got your first dose I early. got it too early. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking it expired on midnight, uh, August 9th. Well, I'm not saying, well, I want to be able to go out to dinner. That's not the point. Uh, or that I can get into my restaurant because it's not the point. I can't. But I am saying that we're all getting these things where we're discovering that our, our vaccine, at least in the eyes of New York State, is not working. So do you mind if I listen to the president and go over to Walgreens today and say, hey, listen, I've got this. The president says this. I'm concerned that everything I have tells me I'm not I'm losing in this battle. I'm down to 55 percent, according to the Pfizer numbers in Israel. So we all have to we're all faced with the idea that if we did, we got anyone who got it in January and February, 
is expired. Yeah. There was an Israeli HMO on the tape this morning uh, that said that the third dose of Pfizer, 86 percent uh, for people over 60, because uh, Israel is doing a lot of right. boosters now. Well, they actually keep track. I mean, there's a lot of criticism in which Dr. Gottlieb has been the leader. That we've now, devo- we've now devolved the state versus state numbers because the CDC no longer gives us numbers. And they had six states last night that we were looking at. I mean, that's kind of a sample because right. there's 50 of them last I looked. And, and we all kind of just are getting only one thing, which is that if you can get the booster, get it. But because the FDA has not approved the, these for regular use, you need a prescription. And the prescriptions, doctors are afraid to ever give anything a prescription. In, in other words, Biden is directly contravening what, we are, what a doctor is allowed to do in this country. So what happens? Oh, uh, that's Hopefully we get that cleared up today. We are doing a million a day vaccinations, highest since May. Bamel, Jim, this morning, talking about yesterday's stock market drop, reflects concerns about COVID. But the pace of the increase continues to decline. We expect COVID cases to peak around this weekend. Gottlieb said it was going to be this weekend. He said two weeks ago it was going to be. Uh, we're obviously not seeing that yet. I've made some calls in the auto business, uh, and uh, auto business was incredibly strong last month. So that if retail sales, now it, you can say, well, wait a second, Jim. Of course, people moved. They need a car. I, I think that what happened in July is not what people are talking about in terms of fear of COVID. I think it was that we got the word that we may not have to go back to work. And so suddenly people are saying, well, maybe I got to i got to change my M.O. here, but do I change it and, re- and build that office or not in the home? So I think the real I think the thing that really threw us was we don't know where we're working come September. That is I mean, for anyone who's worked their career to not know where they're working, I think that is what's freezing people. Yeah. Not necessarily that we're all thinking we're going to get. Booked. Yeah, that's a really, really delicate point uh, to make right. uh, in getting into uh, consumer uh, psychology. We'll take a break here. Futures moderately weak, of course. There's a lot of news regarding uh, cannabis and Tilray. We'll talk some analog devices and semis. Uh, Morgan Stanley's Katie Huberty on Apple and some streaming news from our parent and Viacom in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. 
Keep your eye on Apple today, notching an all-time high in yesterday's session, sitting right around that $2.5 trillion market cap, which is actually at one fifty one twenty four dollars uh, Today, uh, Katie Huberty, Morgan Stanley, the iPhone continues to outperform domestic smartphone brands in China. Jim? Yeah, it's funny. There was a talk that Huawei gave last night. They were number one at one point, saying, hey, listen, we're going to be back. With what? Uh, with the Eighth Army, Chinese Eighth Army that built all those bridges in 1952. I, I, I found myself thinking the turmoil in China is not being covered enough. Uh, they have companies that they're reining in, uh, companies that they feel like are making too much money. Oh my you see the stocks go down every day. It's killed the performance from a lot of, a lot of people. And Apple just continues to chug. Uh, it's, it's a 5G juggernaut, and it is loved. It, now, remember, when you talk to Apple about China, it's, it's made, made for China by China. China. It's at Starbucks, too. The companies that have succeeded, Nike, Starbucks, Apple, are mainstay employers. And they are not considered to be uh, brigands. They are companies that have embraced China and are trying to hire as many people as possible. I, I don't think the Chinese government is totally irrational. I think the Chinese, right now, of course, they're trying to figure out whether to, to approve the mats, which flew over there last week, slowing yes. down badly yesterday, made me think, what's going on? But you're looking at the three companies that have navigated China. And isn't it interesting? They are the ones that are at or near their highs. That's an excellent point. Uh, certainly, the Chinese companies themselves are, have not fared nearly as well. Uh, this, this comment by Xi about common prosperity, that the wealthy need to give more back to society, uh, curbs on, quote, excessive incomes. The language is getting more more spicy over there. We, those of us who are unfortunately old enough to remember when Joe and Lai uh, kind of took charge of the narrative in China uh, knows that what he was trying to do was make it so that if people really did well, they could start accumulating wealth. Uh, and uh, the capitalist rotor contingent won out, even though they had been chastised by the Mao contingent. It, we don't talk much about Mao, uh, but Mao is a dictator who demanded that people have equality and made it so that people are equal and could never envision a capitalist government. Is she the, uh, a return to Mao? He doesn't seem to be the logical heir to Joe. Uh, he's certainly trying to undo what Deng Xiaoping tried to do. Yes. yes very much and, so. And, and remember, Deng Xiaoping really took it there. Yes. I mean, Joe and Lai was like the big, listen, we're not going to be Mao. Then Deng Xiaoping was capitalist world. Absolutely. And so then I start thinking, maybe he is Joe. I don't think he can really be Mao. But the fact is, is that I had to dust off my books when I was <laughs> studying Chinese communism in college. And the, the rip, you know, this kind of like Mao to Joe to Deng Xiaoping. Are we? In- I, and, it's, and for him, it's deeply personal about what happened to his father when he was forced out of the party. There's a lot of... Uh, it's, it's Shakespearean, what's going on. I think that you are closer to this than anybody, Carl, what you just said. Because I don't think people realize this is, this is a tectonic shift in China. This is not about buying grain. This is not about soy. This is where the lineage is. Mao, Zhou, Deng, Deng Xiaoping. That's his legacy. Yeah, no, over, over the long term, it's, it's important to keep an eye on. Uh, Kramer's da- Mad Dash coming up at, as we get closer to the opening bell in about 10 minutes. Uh, once again, retail, the name of the game, but futures uh, consistently weak this morning. We're back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. 
specialised across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. Jim, you're watching Newcore today. Yes, it's part of a larger piece of Credit Suisse did about liking the steel stocks. Now, the steel stocks have been very choppy this week. Why? Because one, we still don't have this infrastructure bill. But two, this is this whole new theory that the country's peaked. Uh, and if the country's peaked, then it's going to be Nucor that does the peaking. Why? Because there are people who are using a very big down year in 2022. The, the Credit Suisse recommendation is that you can buy this up to 142. It still says that EBITDA, earnings for interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, will be down next year. But this time it's only 11 going down to 1050. Now, nobody ever, no portfolio manager ever buys a stock that's going to be down next year. I'm going to talk about this maybe on, on the judges show today at halftime. But at least it's not down in half, which was what the street was thinking. Yeah. BHP's comments about iron ore prices, if China really slows, does that impact every material name or not? No, because fortunately, Nucor uses recycling. It does impact uh, Cleveland Cliffs, which was which is the largest iron iron company. But, but Nucor has got that fantastic, I went visit their place in Louisiana, fantastic recycle model. So they'll be fine. And remember, they do all sorts. They have rebar, they have plate, they have auto, they have oil. Uh, they are the best manufacturer. This is the stock you need to watch, not deer, not cat. This is a stock you need to watch if we are going to slow down. And right now, a lot of people feel that this is the battleground, not GM, uh, not Target. Because if you're going to have an infrastructure bill, the next year is going to be up. And if you don't, next year will be down and no one's going to buy any cyclical if they don't buy, yeah. if they can't buy new. R- really quick, uh, does Afghanistan and potentially weaker White House standing put the infrastructure bill at risk? Right. That's a debate going on right now. You know, that's very interesting because maybe that's the president wanted drug stock regulation at one point, And obviously no one's thinking that's going to happen. Maybe there is a, a, a president week, a weak president theory that could also be percolating. I don't want to necessarily go for that because it's, I don't like to do politics, but I do like the, the idea that there's something that, that not, Washington's hurting everything, not yeah. helping anything. Right. We may find out more. I think he's expected to talk to ABC News tonight. Uh, 6.30. We'll watch for that. Opening bell a few moments away. And remember, of course, you can always catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street podcast. We're back in a moment. Minneapolis Fed President Neil Kashkari out with some harsh words for the crypto market yesterday, saying, quote, cryptocurrency is 95 percent fraud, hype, noise and confusion. We know, Jim, he's been no fan of this space, but he hasn't quite gone there before. No, but uh, I have to tell you that when you look at the Coinbase numbers, the percentage of people that are using or have tried this, that would tell you that Kashkar is just way out of step. Uh, is it fraud? Is it used for, uh, for ransom? Absolutely. Absolutely. But is it also being used by people uh, uh, that, that Visa are facilitating? Yes. Uh, is Jack Dorsey a total outlier? No. Uh, when I listened to an incredible interview, by the way, with Andrew Osorkin, he did with a uh, Facebook gentleman who's uh, doing... Oh, David Marcus, yeah. That was just an unbelievable interview. And, and by the way, to credit to Andrew, he did not mince words about how he feels about Facebook. But I feel like that this is a, a reaction to the printing of money endlessly 
And if you lived in Zimbabwe in the previous uh, era, you would want this. And we don't want to be Zimbabwe. We don't want to be Weimar. And I think that people are basically saying, you know, what's going really going on here is I want an alternative and gold ain't working. Now, I had Dr. Mark Bristow on. You had him on. He's the excellent CEO of, of, of Barrick. And he says, look, we've been the repository of uh, storage of wealth for thousands of years. Yeah, but yours doesn't go up, chief. <laughs> well, we have been watching uh, Palantir bought $50 million yes. worth of gold. Yes. Uh, also, I think one of the least appreciated headlines of the week was Walmart hiring a cryptocurrency expert. Thank you. I thought that was incredible uh, because I think what's going to happen is people are going to demand, and it's really been Ethereum, people are going to demand that it's, that it's accepted. Uh, you don't want to turn down sales. Now, NVIDIA reports tonight. NVIDIA has not, they make the most powerful cards, which have been used by miners. They're only giving the miners the ones that aren't even acceptable for gamers. But we'll get a, we'll get a read on that. Uh, as ever peripheral, Jensen Wong will have to mention it. It's not how NVIDIA makes its money. Those who are trying to trade it off Ethereum and this and trading NVIDIA, sure. off that, that's a big mistake. But the fact is, is that this thing is being used worldwide. And you can't fight it. You can't. I mean, you may decide, you may think it's fraud, or you may think it's tulips, but enough people are involved in it that you're, you're fighting the tide of history. Yeah, maybe it gets escape velocity and acceptance in that, in that sense. Uh, by the way, at the big, uh, big board this morning, uh, we do have uh, the real-time exchange, of course. SS&C Alps Advisors celebrating the third anniversary of its clean energy ETF. And at the NASDAQ, it's LIDAR company. AI begins trading uh, after completing its SPAC merger. Well, LIDAR, I mean, now you're talking about, I keep waiting for Mobileye. You, Never. you say this every time no, we talk about Mobileye it. Mobileye is working. Mobileye is uh, driving around Jerusalem and uh, Mobileye yep. with, with no people. And we have we have investigations of Tesla. Uh, we're not hearing investigations in Israel of things going wrong. I, I felt I always felt that the mobile acquisition was brilliant. I've had those people on several times. Uh, they're winners. Uh, I think Ford could have something. But when I think LiDAR, I think how many companies are LiDAR? How many companies are charge stations? There was a friend of mine, Matt Goldstein, is doing a piece about uh, uh, from New York Times about uh, charging stations. And I, I said, look, uh, the best one, you know, I was talking about the best ones, but there's four of them. And people got very excited because charging stations are in the infrastructure bill. Charging stations in LiDAR, Diamond doesn't. There's just too many of oh. them. There's too many of them. Interesting. Carl. Uh, we'll see. It's a long way off, but we're, we're making baby steps in that direction. Yes, we are. You mentioned, you, you mentioned NVIDIA. Uh, we also got analog devices, Jim. Um, 172, I think, uh, was a beat. Uh, revenue ahead. They did guide above for Q4. But in general, the weakness in the semis is one reason why some argue this, this dip is not viable. Uh, the weakness in the semis, I mean, analog is really very straightforward industri- uh, IoT. I mean, this is in industrial things, so to speak. Uh, and you know what? We're only going to have to wait until the end of the day when Cisco talks about it because yep. they're, they're number one. Uh, I think Analog is a great company. They made some acquisitions. Uh, this whole group faltered the moment that Skyworks reported. And Skyworks, then people are telling me Skyworks char- charters is a living hell. But Skyworks have been, Skyworks is very much Apple. And I find it kind of counterintuitive that Skyworks could be down and Apple going up. So uh, Qualcomm is going to report a great quarter. I guess what I'm saying, I like this group. 
Uh, I like this group, and I would not be surprised if you look at analog devices a few days from now, and it's 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 doing okay. Remember, Texas Instruments was supposed to be the end of the world when they reported yeah. last time. It hasn't done anything. Well, and Taiwan Semi is now Asia's most valuable company because they've displaced Tencent, and we can guess why. Well, yeah, one one lives in a democracy. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan Semi is worth. I don't know what's going on if I were there, but I think they're working 25 hours a day. They are meeting the obligations of the auto of the autos. So those who keep saying that the, the autos won't have the supply, I think come September, October, they will that would be because huge. of this company. And the only reason why right now I believe GM is down at 50 is because they're very tied into a Malaysian, fact, Malaysian factory system that has much more COVID than Taiwan. Right. Uh, yeah. And port closures in China have been a problem uh, in the last few days. Um, Viacom and our parent uh, announcing Sky Showtime, a new streaming service that would launch uh, in, uh, in select European markets. Meantime, Jim Wells takes Viacom to overweight, saying uh, credit where credit is due. We've been bears. We saw streaming as a show me story, and they have shown us uh, their forecast for the SVOD and AVOD users. Jim uh, makes the recent long-term guidance appear beatable. Yeah, Paramount Plus, they yep. praise. Uh, I think it's interesting that Disney is back to where it was before that phenomenal quarter, as if it didn't occur. Uh, I'd much rather own Disney than I would own Viacom. Huh. Uh, Morgan Stanley today, I think, makes Disney and Netflix a top pick for the second half. It's a great idea. As we're hanging on to 175. Well, let's say you do get the peak in Delta. And it happens Saturday. I like that Saturday. <laughs> It'd be great. Saturday, like I'll 1130. Take I mean, you know, it's Saturday before the, pre, the best preseason football game. What you'll have is everything that they're selling right now, they're going to be buying. So I am, order, I am ordering people not to be whipsawed. If you're in Disney now, wait till Monday. I mean, you're, you're selling something. The people who are selling Disney don't seem to understand that if there is COVID, they have plus, And if there isn't, they have theme parks. With Viacom, you got sure. plus. Yep. I, I like the idea of Comcast. I'm sure people are going to say, well, maybe there's going to be a combination. We don't know that. Uh, but I just... I guess I'm kind of overcome with how negative everybody got very quickly off of a couple of, of larger numbers in fear of, of Fed. And uh, I, I, I was listening to, to Brian Sullivan's excellent show this morning, and someone just said, it's all in the Fed. Since 2008, it's all in the Fed. And I'm thinking, like, really? Since 2008, it's all in the Fed? I mean, there's companies that do well. Do they matter? I mean, it's J&J and 170 you know, because of the Fed? No. We have companies that are doing extraordinarily well. If you go down and tell Doug McMillan, you know what, Doug? You know why you're doing so well? Jay Powerful. Yeah. I don't, like, th- I don't well, think you go along with thing, that. How about no. the things we're doing? Yeah, by the way, I complained about my, my uh, Walmart and how sloppy it was to have the fishing equipment. They were like, tell me where. Tell me <laughs> yeah, where. I was I, like, oh, God, I, I'm going to no get somebody doubt. fired. You know? But your point about the Fed, I mean, Powell yesterday saying it's not clear whether Delta is going to have important effects on the economy. There's a, there's a Barron's headline this morning that basically says the Fed has has no idea where the economy is going right now. Well, they got to go bring in. They ought to bring Gottlieb in. I wouldn't bring in the CDC because they also have no idea. I was looking at the Johns Hopkins site today. It's just much better than any CDC is putting out. Uh, I, I think that the idea that you have no idea is, is pretty on point. <laughs> I would go to American Express, uh, which I think has the best handle on actual day-to-day. And you know, another one, I mean, we're, doing with, we're dealing with situations that are so minute-to-minute that tomorrow when we come in and Macy's isn't good or is good, and suddenly we're going to say, well, maybe things are better. we got to get away from that. Guys, the consumer's fine. 
If the Fed does uh, taper, that's fine. Most consumers won't realize it. If Delta really gets worse, then I think that people are going to change their view uh, because they're going to get letters from their bosses saying don't come in. So I still think that the reason why Jay Powell, why I'm against all this idea that he should talk tape or not, is because it's really in the hands of the medical community and the public health community, and they're very divided right now. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Uh, one, one point that Tom Lee, who has been calling for an everything rally, uh, yes. points to is that the VIX is not surging to multi-month highs here, Jim. In fact, we've struggled to get anywhere above 18, 19, right? It's not, we're not doing 20s like no, we were not. last year. And that would indicate that when they're going in opposite directions, you're okay here. Uh, I continue to think you are okay. Uh, I just think that we're, I mean, people keep talking about the 5% decline that we haven't had in 10 months. But if you're in certain stocks, you just had, you've had a 10%, 15%, 20% decline. It's a ro- vicious rotational market. Uh, but I, I can't be as bearish as so many people who come on our air. I, do I want the everything rally? I mean, if I want to stake out, you, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're watching sports, you know, you're playing, you know, you, these guys, he's taking big time over. Uh, I like the idea that things aren't that bad. I, I think it. that's, they said, they didn't suddenly stop. Right. Right. Oh, it, it, it is true, though. A lot of my friends are like I had a group of people over Sweden. Said, "Jim, you think I'm think I'm going to the office? I said, what, I, do I look like I'm in charge of J.P. Morgan? I mean, I, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's sure. I mean, and you know, be like, Jim, I, I, what do you think about my going to Midtown? <laughs> I, I, I do it every day. That's the that's the problem. Is I just hear like when I got you know rest yesterday when I was scrambling at the restaurant to prove that I'm. Okay, and I mean, these are all new things. These are all new things, and they are worrisome, yep. but that does not keep people from going shopping. No, that's true. Um, or, or from gaming. Uh, I want to oh. talk to you about Roblox. Speaking of whipsaw action, up 2% today, and Jim did talk to them last night. Take a listen. Quarter that, remember where our community was a year ago. They were all locked down. It was April, May, June of 2020. Our heart goes out to our community and all the people who struggled through COVID. We come back in Q2 of 2021 with really amazing DAU growth numbers and amazing bookings growth. And then July, as you said, was just awesome. All right. So that sort of makes the decline yesterday seem a little suspect. Right. I mean, Roblox is up and its stock was down five. And I listen. Remember, this is a 15-year-old company. The question for Roblox, and this is more uh, in your bailiwick than mine, is when kids come home from school, will they play it after they do their homework? Because right now, they're playing it heavy. So July might be the outlier. I am a Roblox fan simply because it's a platform and it's, I'm going to, you know, you know what word I'm thinking about. Yes, I do. I do. And when he said, when, metaverse? When, when Mr. Bazooki said, Jim, you know the metaverse better than others, it was like, oh my God, does that mean I'm a joker? I mean, Facebook's metaverse, and Roblox is metaverse, yes. and Unity is metaverse, and Kathy Wood is metaverse, and I guess I'm metaverse. We had Matthew Ball on yesterday on Tech Check, who runs a metaverse ETF, uh, of, of which Roblox is a giant holding, right? Well, I mean, I was talking to David about the idea of getting Bach, Beethoven and Brahms together in a room with me talking about uh, about classical music and how they felt about Mozart. And he didn't disagree that couldn't happen. You got you got bands doing concerts on the metaverse. Yes. Right now, 
Right now, that's happening. And in the future, the world that I'm imagining is going to exist for everyone uh, if, on Metaverse. And I think that that's what, if you go look at Zuckerberg's last conference call, he said he is more excited about Metaverse than anything he's ever done. And tonight, NVIDIA. NVIDIA is going to be mentioned. Because, why? Because their chips allow for the Metaverse. I first heard from the Metaverse from, from Jensen Wong, uh, the CEO of, of NVIDIA, who was talking to me just about going to the party uh, and all the people I had made up that I want who tell me how great I am. Uh, I left that. I put that in. I, I'm glad you mentioned Facebook because I was told Zuckerberg is scheduled to be on CBS tomorrow morning. And I wonder if he's going to sort of try to make the Metaverse a broad topic of well, discussion for yeah. Americans. At least, I mean, he's tried on conference calls, but maybe this is a new push. You know, I really want to hear, speaking of Metaverse and someone who can make it re- re- reality, I want to hear what Shantanu Narayan says. Because if the metaverse really is so, right now it's, it's music, but if the metaverse is, is what I've described it as, and no one's disagreed with my description, well, I don't think any entertainment would stack up to putting together uh, Rothko with Rembrandt and saying, and saying, listen, do you like Suzanne more yep. than you like Matisse? I was, when I was at NVIDIA, it, Jensen Wong showed me a, a painting that could be just made basically from thinking about it. You know, a Cezanne seascape. And he didn't do seascapes. I mean, wow. architectonic shifts of what he was doing. It can all happen. And it's going to happen in three years. That's amazing. Not 30 years, three years. That is amazing. You I, might, I, I'm going to be a hologram just exactly yep, might, what Elon Musk he, he said. I'm going to be a hologram. Right he was you. right the whole time. Maybe <laughs> I am a hologram. I don't know for sure. I, I, think, I think David's poked you before no. to make sure. No, I, Dave, well, David... That, I think Matt from Jeopardy turned out to be a whole great. <laughs> I, I do want to get really quick while we have time on cannabis. Uh, Tilray buying oh. a majority stake in MedMen. Basically a bet on longer term U.S. legalization. Does this make sense to you? Uh, well, everyone else has tried to do this. Failed. That's canopy. I, look, I, I, if you say that Erwin Simon, I love Erwin. I know him. You know, he was at Hain. Erwin's buying a senior security debt. In order to get the collapsed med, uh, med men, which happens to have some stores in great places. But everybody seems to want to play cannabis the same way that they wanted to do gambling. And uh, remember, and then there's like so many companies that do gambling. And uh, I just feel like that the time to, to do cannabis, to buy those stocks, was about three years ago. Right now, you need something in Congress which just says we like cannabis and it, you're not getting it. The fact that Sundial Growers, I don't know if you've seen that one. Sundial Growers is, is, is something that, the, that I, if I were Gary Gensler, I would say, I want to know more about this thing. Because this thing is a 72-cent stock that trades violently every single day. And I want to know exactly what's going on there. It's a penny stock that is a mean penny stock that can't seem to be getting going. If you take a look at that, uh, that's a totally suspect security. But every time I, every time I ever mention pot, which is what I call it, Instead of cannabis, I mean, this thing traded 7 million shares and it's 943. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there it goes. We'll, we'll watch that. Um, overall, though, Dow's moderate losses down 90, and we're hanging on to 4440. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. Uh, the Delta variant still weighing on the markets. You can see this effect on the cyclical sector. So take a look at what we're seeing today. Uh, earnings uh, great for uh, some of the big retailers, but banks weak, energy weak, industrial. So there's your cyclical sector a little bit on the weak side. Tech is flattish, consumer discretionary better. So there's a growth holding up okay. Tech continues to hold up despite these concerns about the Delta variant. Um, 
a lot of peak everything stories uh, out there. Target is getting caught up in the peak everything story. What does it mean, peak everything in your target? This is what it means. Take a look at the uh, revenue growth here for Target. You see $78 billion in 2019. Look at that huge jump up in 2020. There's the big push up that Target had and had the same thing in earnings. 2021, still up. You see 2022, a lot more moderate. This is the peak everything story. It's not that anything's wrong with it. In fact, the numbers are good, but the rate of change slows dramatically. It's the same thing for the earnings situation. They had a big jump up in earnings. Their rate of growth in their earnings next year is going to be slower, much slower. So here's the big problem. Nothing wrong with Target. It's just it's up. 44% so far this year. It's way outperforming the S&P 500. Put up the stock chart there, and it's 21 times, 2022 earnings. That's very high for Target. Look how much it's outperforming. That's the white line for home. For uh, to be target up there, but it's uh, targets outperforming rather dramatically. So the important thing is 21 times forward earnings for Target. And now you've got a situation where it only trades historically 15 or 16. Everyone's saying, how much better could it possibly get? Now, maybe it warrants a higher multiple. The guidance was pretty good. Overall, there's Target versus the S&P. You see Target outperforming there. Maybe the multiple is justifiable because they're giving better guidance. I don't think so. The earnings are still uh, up, but not so dramatically. As for Delta variants in the stock market, there is evidence it's starting to change consumer behavior a little. Look at the data points. Retail sales a little weaker, consumer sentiment, builder sentiment a little weaker, the China growth numbers. So there's a little bit of a global story here associated with Delta variant changing consumer behavior. The big question is how much will it change the second half growth assumptions? When are People are going to come out and start talking about that. The problem is we don't know. It's really too early to make those kinds of changes right now, although we can see the trajectory and where it's going. As for why the stock market is at record highs, how could we be here? We're having huge problems with the Delta variant. This is why. We have record earnings, $52 for the second quarter. We're going to do north of $200 for the year. That, that is an all-time record, and it keeps going up for the third and fourth quarter. Profit margins, 13.6. We have never seen a profit margin this high at 13.6. They're historically 9, 10, 11%, 13.6. Heavens, this is why the stock market is at a new high. Record earnings and record profit margins. As for the end of the second quarter, people are just still standing around with their mouth open. They were just astonishing. 88% beat, 87% beat on sales. You saw these numbers many times. Uh, and the important thing is they beat by 17, 18, 19%. Normally they beat 3, 4, 5%. And Q3 has low expectations. They're they're going up, but they're not going up very fast. They're going to beat the numbers again in Q3. Carl, they're going to likely beat them in Q4. And so that's the best thing the stock market's got going for it right now. Fairly low expectations. They're going to keep raising these numbers because people are underestimating the extent of the economic growth. And what Delta's doing is throwing a little curveball into just how much can we keep pushing up those third quarter estimates. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you. Uh, Bob Bassani. We'll take a quick break here with stocks down about 71 on the Dow. Watch the bond report as well. We'll see how treasuries are faring. Uh, might expect some action this afternoon as we get the FOMC minutes. Uh, we'll look for some details of taper talk, uh, their discussion about inflation right now uh, as we watch the 10-year yield. Hanging on, I think earlier, 127. Yep, still in line. We're back in a moment. Robinhood is set to report quarterly results after the bell for the first time since going public, Jim. And we are looking forward to seeing some metrics. Yeah, I think so. I want to caution people that if it's not what you want, remember what happened with the IPO. Remember what happened with AMC after they reported. There is a contingent that likes Robinhood and they're more powerful than you are if you don't like it. And these are the mean people. Uh, And uh, 
I think they'll stand by it. I think Robin will be good. I think they'll talk a lot about what they're doing in terms of safety, what they're doing in terms of uh, broadening, and not just uh, – there'll be crypto talk. Uh, there'll be talk about uh, the wallet. And I think you're going to end up feeling like, wait a second, are they going to be the next PayPal? And that is something that's, – that's an area that people are going to want to own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you come, when you get into a situation like today where you have stocks that are down like a Home Depot and then they turn around and lows up 14, uh, we could those could end up being key, uh, robust, get a robust consumer. And if, if, if Robin Hood can talk about a robust consumer who's not just 22 and is expanding into other areas of the finance world, the mean people will take it higher. Oh, yeah. I wonder if we're going to end up using their, their quarters as – as telltales for broader market activity, right? That's my point, yeah. exactly. I think that they are, but let's say they're 24 million strong. Uh, the app is still what controls things. I think Vlad uh, and his CFO are much more practiced than they used to be. Mm-hmm. I think CFO is very smart. And I think that what they'll do is tell a tale about, look at all the things that we're doing to educate. I think it's going to be a, a education call, not a gamification call. And the memesters... We'll support it all the way. Yeah, that's the that's like the long term. That's the long term positive that that we're definitely hoping definitely. for. Uh, better equity participation overall. We'll get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Don't go anywhere. It's time for Jim and stop trading. Salesforce. People feel it's been a dog. Of course, it's been unbelievable stocks. This was at eight dollars in two thousand and seven. But if you take a look at this, we got a note today from JMP saying there's chatter of some very big deals. They're taking the price target from two eighty two to three twenty. That's a rather big price target bump. Do they know something that others don't? I don't know. When I hear big deals, it gets me excited. That's what Salesforce trades on. Uh, Dow stock that really hasn't done anything. If you take a look at that, you, you say to yourself, what happened? That used to be very volatile, exciting stock. But JMP says it's going to be volatile and exciting. So that's, uh, that's going to be a big change for next week. Yeah. I mean, I, and I do like the tape. I just like the tape. Yeah, it, behaving uh, maybe in a way that you might. This is applaud. a low state, not yeah. a home yeah, depot. Exactly look right. at Marvin. You, you know, Marvin's on today, Marvin Ellison. That stock's up 16. Uh, he has re energized Lowe's in a way that we haven't seen since the old days. Uh, now, uh, you know, Cummins, CMI, you know what I want that Cummins on? They are the green hydrogen company, and I believe that green hydrogen is the future. Future. Mike McPoland adds on just another great number. They're the arms dealers to all these companies that make uh, every kind of different genome. I wish Kathy Wood would buy his company because it actually has a multiple. It makes money. <laughs> no one's shooting against it. We'll you, see you at 6. That's a great yeah. show. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.